0: What I want to share with you this evening, and then I hope that you will be ready to share with someone else, the Lord is used to save my life. I don't believe I would be here if it weren't for some of the things I've learned that's on this tiny little outline. And I hope that you'll be free to put down any of your thoughts, because there are going to be a lot of thoughts tonight. Be free to put down any thoughts, and then we may ask uh, us to couple up for 10 minutes, five minutes at the close to share with one another. I was just thrilled the way you shared the other night. Or we may have the roving mic in which you will share more audibly. But this evening, may the Lord help us to know how he alone will do, and what our part is, shall we pray. Dear Lord, make me a nail upon the wall, fasten securely in its place, then from this thing so common and so small, hang a bright picture of thy face, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you like to read that gem together? You all receive this little questionnaire. Together. "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee." What a little verse. How uncomplicated and yet a gem. I want to share with you, first of all, in my own experience. In 1953, 24 years ago, I was told by a very godly physician who had examined my wife and me that I had cancer, and he thought probably we ought to give up our revival work. We studied over earnestly. And decided that we would try to continue without giving it up but the word cancer you know what it means when it's connected with you if it ever has been it's a deadly word isn't it I would awaken at midnight frightened cancer I had known of people who died of cancer in some cases three or four weeks from the time they learn, And then I did what this text says to do. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And the, and the Lord impressed me to fight a fight of faith. You know, first Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. To keep our eyes fixed on Christ is a battle. I sometimes call it Operation Jesus. And when you are told that you have cancer, you know, your mind is on what? Cancer. So at the midnight hour, as I'd awaken almost trembling. Not that I was afraid to die, but I didn't want to die. Not that I was afraid I'd be lost if I died, but I didn't want to die. I thought my my ministry wasn't finished. Trembling. And then the Lord impressed me to fight the fight of faith like this, to put my mind on him. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on thee. I said, Dear Lord, And I can't repeat word for word, but it went almost like this. Dear Lord, at creation's dawn, you spoke, and worlds came into existence. That's how powerful your word is. Because I had already, I had already learned how to claim Bible promises. The Bible contains... Three thousand five hundred and seventy-three promises or clusters of promises. And each promise contains the life of Jesus Christ. John six sixty-three. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit in their life. The word of God taken in the heart creates a, a new a new creature, first a Second Peter one four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and there are many forms of corruption cancer's part of it john 15:3 now are you clean through the word and i had claimed years before when it seemed i was going to die I claim Jeremiah 33, 6. I will bring Glencoon health and cure, and I will cure Glencoon. You put your first and last name right in. Everywhere it says Judah or Jerusalem or them or, or it. Put your first and last name in. I'll bring Glencoon health and cure. I will cure Glencoon. I will reveal under Glencoon the abundance of, abundance of peace and truth. And I, I said, Lord... He tells me I have cancer. But your word is cleansing. Your word is healing. Your word is life. Your word, by your word, the heavens were made, all the hosts of them by the breath of your mouth. Psalm 33, 6 and 9. Your word is with power. Lord, your word was so mighty. It was so creative. It was so tremendous. It was so almighty. By your word, you made the world. By your word, you created light where there was nothing but darkness. And then I went on down through the Old Testament. I said, Lord, it was by by your word that the Red Sea parted for God's people. It was by your word that the manna fell every day in the week except the Holy Sabbath day. It was by your word that the water gushed out of that rock. It was by your word that the Jordan banks overflowing caused the, resulted in the water turning back in both directions. It was by your word that again and again and again armies who hated God were defeated by your children. That I came to the New Testament. And I said, Lord, it was by your word that the woman who touched The hem of your garment was healed. The power of Jesus Christ. And Lord, down through the ages, I told one thing after another after another. By your word, what was I doing? I was staying my mind on whom? On Christ instead of cancer. And I said, Lord, your word was greater than leprosy. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, The leper said, if you will, you can make me clean. And you said, I will be thou clean. The word was more powerful than leprosy. It is therefore more powerful than cancer. And Lord, I'm laying hold of your word. It's not words. It's you. It's your word. It's your life. It's your power. And you said, I'll bring Glen Coon health and cure. I will cure Glen Coon. I ask you to do it I believe you're doing it and I thank you I am receiving it by the way parenthetically let me give you a little motto a little statement and I think that probably I'll split the audience over it for a minute we'll make the statement you'll tell me whether it's right or wrong and it's this every child of God who remains a child of God Will be healed. Yes or no? Let me repeat it. Every child of God who remains a child of God will be healed. Yes or no? Yes, no, no, yes, yes, no. Let me repeat it. Every child of God who remains who remains a child of God will be healed, yes or no? When? Either now, or in time, or in the resurrection. (laughs) Let me repeat it, and we'll see how many are with me now. Every child of God who remains a child of God will be healed, yes or no? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's why let's not be talking about death. Let's not be talking all the while about sickness. Every child of God who remains a child of God is going to be healed. Let's talk about healing. Every child of God who remains a child of God will be healed. Amen? Amen. All right. So I claim this promise. Nine months later, the same doctor said there's not a sign of cancer. I say, praise the Lord. What do you say? I don't believe that I would have gone through that nine months at all if I hadn't done what this simple text says. Thou wilt give him perfect peace. Thou will keep him. Keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. You see how important it is? For every child of God, keep that mind stayed on Jesus Christ. Since that is true, what is, the, what is the battle of the evil one over to get our minds diverted from Christ? It doesn't make any difference how good a thing it is to which we divert our mind so long as it is diverted from Christ. You can even divert your mind to good doctrine. Perfectly good doctrine, biblical. But good doctrine doesn't save. Look unto me and be ye what? Saved. All you ends of the earth. Who? Anybody who keeps his gaze fixed on Jesus in simple trust follows Jesus. Believes in Jesus. Trusts in Jesus. Makes no substitute for Jesus. Jesus. He isn't following what mother did or father's religion. He's following what Jesus is showing him. Perfect peace. All right, let me give you another area in which if we keep our mind fixed on Jesus, something will happen. We were in Glendale, California some 22 or three years ago holding a series of meetings, teaching what we're teaching now. Somebody came to me, and he said, uh, there's a medical doctor friend of mine that had a very flourishing practice. He had a lot of men working under his supervision, other doctors. He said, and the, man's, the man has practically cracked up. Do you think you can help him? I said, yes. So, of all things, he, he, he persuaded the doctor to come over. I took him in the pastor's study, and I shared with him this text. A God that could do that for me, couldn't he do it for him? For with God, there's no respecter person. And I shared it with him. And I said, something wonderful can take place. And he was very, very keen. He said, I see what you mean. He wasn't in there very long. I don't believe over 15 minutes. We had prayer together. went on his way. The man who brought me the message first, a night or two later, he walked up and he said, Brother Coon, the doctor slept well last night, and that's the first time he slept and we can't remember how long. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Therefore, the devil will try to do What? get our attention off Christ. And you see, the more, the more he gets our attention on something that is good, the more deceptive it is. Because anything that's very, very, very good that takes my mind from Christ can be very, very, very bad. Amen? You see? That's why in every doctrine of the Bible... We should never be satisfied to just talk about doctrine, doctrine, doctrine. Talk about the Christ of the doctrine, where he is the very center of that doctrine, what that doctrine tells us about Jesus Christ. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Now that's another area. Let me share with you a third area. And that's in the book that we are going through this week. The answer was created. And friends, the answer to prayer is created. It doesn't just happen. It is our Creator who is creating answers. For every promise in God's Word, Jesus said, is seed, Luke eight eleven. And in nature, he shows to us that every seed contains the thing it names, An apple seed contains what? An apple tree. How many departments? Three. What are they? Trunk, two leaves, and roots. Every normal apple seed contains an apple tree. Not the component parts of an apple tree. It actually contains an apple tree. Jesus grew from that seed, and he said the Word of God is seed. So you claim a promise... And in that promise is the life of Jesus Christ in the form of the gift that is promised. When I claim a promise for wisdom, James 1.5, I'm not just getting it. I'm getting him. 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ is made unto us wisdom. Who is made unto us wisdom? Christ. I'm not asking for it. I'm asking for Jesus Christ in his life in the form of wisdom. So it is with every promise. The answer is created. He spake and it, it was done. <clears throat> chapter, we're dealing with three chapters tonight. And the first chapter started in Montana. We're holding a series of meetings there with the academy, young people. And the pastor of the academy church, And his wife, who was dean of girls, invited my wife and me to take the noon lunch with them. And they said that uh, they're also inviting a a young lady who was a teacher there. We'll call her name Carolyn because that wasn't her name. We like to protect the individuals. Carolyn. So Carolyn and my wife and I were to eat with Pastor and Mrs. Way, and that wasn't their name. We substitute names. About uh, two hours, maybe it was, before <coughs> lunch was to be served, Pastor Way looked me up and he said, we've got some very, very sad news. He said, Carolyn's boyfriend <coughs> was on the way from Alaska. And up in Missoula, he was involved in an accident and he was killed instantly. And he said "The." What makes this thing so difficult is five years ago, Carolyn's boyfriend was killed. And he said she has gone into a sort of a recession. She still teaches, but she doesn't converse with anybody beyond what she has to. She was engaged to that young man. Now she's engaged to this young man. And he said, I don't know how to break the sad news. He said, would you, would you kind of build up to it, and then I'll take over and tell her what's happened. Well, when shall we tell her about it, before dinner or after? We finally decided we better before. So she came in maybe 15 minutes or 30 minutes before the noon lunch was to be served, and I thought, now, the way, the best way I know to share this with her is for me to, to build on, on how God has taken care of her in the past. And, you know, I couldn't have used a more unsuccessful method. I said, you know, it's wonderful how God has taken care of you and blessed you through the years since you lost your lover. Well, she knew her present lover was on the way to see her, would be there any time. And we saw in her eyes the whole story. And I knew there's no need of my saying anymore. And the pastor said, well, what we were building up to is to say that Ron was involved in an accident. She said, was he killed? Yes. And of course, you can imagine. She almost went into hysteria. Buried her her head in her hands and sobbed. What are two ministers going to do? Well, we sympathize and we pray. What else can you do? We talked a little bit and prayed, and she didn't know a word we were saying, I don't think in prayer. Then we tried to say something, and then something happened that has never happened before in my entire ministry. The pastor's wife came out from the kitchen into the front room, and she walked in as though she knew what it was all about. She interrupted our conversation, she walked over to Carolyn, placed her arm around her, and she said something like this. She said, now Carolyn, crying will not help. It'll never bring him back. She said, I have a promise from the Bible that I'd like to have you repeat. And she said, here it is, Carolyn, look at it. Thou." will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. She said, now, thou. who art, Who is thou? Now notice how she handled this. She said, thou. You have to get your mind off yourself onto Christ. You can't find peace by going into orbit around this boy's death. You can only find peace by going into orbit around Jesus Christ. Thou, he is the source of your peace. Well, I wouldn't have thought of doing a thing like that. She was kind, she was sweet, but she was firm. She said, it says thou, Christ is the center of our peace. Thou wilt. She said, that is the certainty of our peace. It doesn't say he may give us peace or he'd like to give us peace. It says, thou wilt. Thou wilt keep. She said, that's the permanency of it. Thou is the center. Wilt is the certainty. Keep is the permanency of it thou wilt keep him in perfect peace she said that is unconditional under all circumstances thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee your mind must be stayed on jesus christ you'll find no peace in brooding over what's happened carolyn quote this after me say with me thou thou who is that carolyn that's Christ Christ will will he or will he not thou wilt thou wilt keep him in perfect peace under all circumstances you have to put your trust completely in him we cannot understand it but he does and right in the middle of our therapy as she asked Carolyn to repeat I sat there repeating with with Carolyn and her And I was embarrassed. Can't you imagine? A lady takes over from two preachers? Can you imagine a nurse coming in taking over from two doctors? I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for two reasons. One, that a woman had taken over. (laughs) And the second is that she knew so much more about it than we did. I had claimed that promise for myself for cancer. I had used it many, many times with others. And when this girl needed I forgot my line. And this precious soul came in. And I said to myself, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to find out where this goes. And I'm going to find out where she got it. Because this woman is speaking with authority. She speaks as though she'd had an experience. And I'm not going to leave this school until I get my tape recorder and I come over and I find out why this lady spoke so, though she spoke kindly, with real authority. And I did. Uh, Somebody came for Carolyn and it broke up in the middle. And by the time Carolyn came back, our meetings were finished and we'd gone on. So I got my tape recorder the next day or so, went over to Mrs. Way's place and I said, Sister, will you do me a favor? I'd like to know how you came into this type of therapy. I've used it, but I've never used it like you have. Thou, that's the center. Wilt, that's the certainty. Keep, that's the permanency. Him in perfect peace, that's under all circumstances, whose mind is stayed on thee will you tell me? She said, yes. She said, in 1950, it's all in the book, she said, in 1950, I lost my boyfriend and I I was going all to pieces. But she said, as I lost my boyfriend, she said, and, and was deciding what what type of a nervous break to have, you know, she said, I grabbed my morning watch book entitled With God at Dawn and she said the, the message for that morning she said the message in the morning watch book for that morning was one of the most amazing things and she read it to me and I put it down in my book and it said, it said this And that was the text for the morning now this shows how god comes to people's rescue the very morning she said in 1950 that i had this terrible experience that i would crumble i opened my morning watch and i found these words put away your distrust of your heavenly father instead of talking of your doubts break away from them in the strength of jesus and let light shine into your soul by, by letting your voice express your confidence and trust in God. She said, as I read, let your voice express your trust and confidence in God. Let your voice express your trust and confidence in God. She said, I'm going to do it. She said, I took that text of that morning watch, which was Isaiah 26.3, and I said, Lord, you said you will keep me in perfect peace. Lord, I believe you are keeping me in perfect peace. Lord, I'm trusting in you. Lord, you are going to do it. I can't do it. You say you will do it, not that you may do it. Lord, you are keeping me in perfect peace. My trust is in you. She said, I said it over and over and over again as I looked up into the face of God by faith. You are giving me peace. I am trusting in you. She said, I did exactly what the author said. With your voice, express your trust and your confidence. She said, I kept saying it and saying it. Scores of times she said it. She said, and as I said it, the Holy Spirit made it real. Until finally, she said, I had absolutely perfect peace in the Lord. But she said, three years later, I had another terrible experience. She said, the experience in 1950 was a boyfriend that I lost. But three years later, it was a life companion, as I thought it was going to be, that I lost. She said, then, the experience I'd had the three years before regarding a boyfriend, the Lord used. And she said, again, I used that promise of God. I expressed my confidence in God. I expressed my trust over and over and over again. I'd have lost my mind had I not. Lord, you are giving me perfect peace. You haven't said you may do it. You will do it. It is certain. It's permanent. It's under all conditions. My trust is in you. She said, I kept saying it and saying it and saying it. You know when she said it, what she was doing? She was doing what Romans chapter 10, verse 10 says. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Friends, you and I ought to talk about God. We ought to talk about Jesus Christ. We ought to talk more and more to the Lord. You are doing it, Lord. Claiming promises isn't just saying, Lord, I ask, believe and claim. Oh, no. Claiming promises saying, Lord, you promised him. I cannot see you except with the eye of faith, but you are keeping your word. You cannot lie. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Your word will never pass away. And keep saying it, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation fight the good fight of faith. She said five years later, I had another terrible experience. She had four in all, every one of them absolutely heartbreaking. And she said every time that these terrible situations took place, I had learned from 1950, I had learned the secret of perfect peace. And she said, God sustained me by the way. God also gave her a perfect husband. A beautiful, beautiful couple. She said, then I became, I became a, oh, thank you, thank you so much. You know when I said that, what I saw? I saw a lady look at her husband. That's what you are. I like that. I like that. Yes, it would not do any harm to make him believe it. And make her believe it, <laughs> you know, that she's everything. See, what were we talking about? <laughs> I'm glad you sidetracked me. I like this. <laughs> I like that smile. <laughs> Beautiful. She said, As I was a dean of a girl's dormitory, <clears throat> we went through all kinds, many kinds of experiences. She said, One night, long after the lights were out, she said, I was talking to a girl in my room, and she said, a thunderous herd of girls came storming down the hallway, scared almost out of their wits. Mrs. Way, Mrs. Way, we're in a room a little bit ago, and we're talking about a Ouija board and spiritualism, and as we're talking, a picture on the wall began to move. And she said, I said, now, girls, I wouldn't know about the picture moving. But she said, Brother Kuhn, I knew that in their minds the picture had moved. It wasn't a question of whether it had or not. They thought it had. And she said, I said, girls, sit down. I have something for you. She said, I went through Isaiah 26, 3. The promise to you girls is this. God promises you perfect peace. She read the text. Now she said, we'll take it step by step. And you repeat after me. Thou... Now, no, all together, thou. Will you do it? Let's do it. Thou. Who is thou? The Lord. What is thou in the perfect peace? The center. God is the center. He's what? The center of perfect peace. Thou wilt. Together. Thou wilt. Wilt tells that it is certain. It doesn't say thou mayest, but thou wilt, everybody. Thou wilt. Thou wilt keep. That is saying it's permanent. Together. Thou wilt keep. Who is the thou? Our Lord. Is it a happenstance or is it certain? It is certain. Is it permanent or is it temporary? It's permanent. In perfect peace. It's under all circumstances. And the girls kept repeating. Thou. Thou wilt, thou wilt keep. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. What is it, girl? What is it? Repeat with me. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Don't think about the picture anymore. Fix your gaze on Jesus Christ because you trust in him. She said, we went through that again and again and again. And the girls became just as perfectly at ease and at peace. And they went back to bed and slept. She said, all kinds of circumstances have taken place. A girl came in, told about her, how her brother had been killed. She said, I went through the same one, drilling her on the center of our peace, which is Jesus. Another girl comes in. And she said, my daddy has just left my mother. I don't know where I go. Look, I have a promise for you. And she said, I went through. I have no other speech. I knew something. She must have had some tremendous experience for her to be able to come right in with the assurance she did to Carolyn and take the thing right out of her hands. She knew that she had an experience that we had never been able to share with people as she did. She went on, and we have three chapters of experiences that she shared with us of how under all, all kinds of circumstances of life, people can find perfect peace. Aren't you thankful? I thank God for it, friend. What about you and me? You know, in spite of the fact that I've used it myself for years, in spite of the fact that I've seen many people find perfect peace, even as a minister, holding meetings like this, I have found that unless I really fight the fight of faith, I can lose my peace of mind. It's one thing to know about it, it's another thing to practice the presence of Jesus Christ. And my friends, the Bible says there's going to be a time of trouble, such as never was. Let us not focus on the time of trouble, but to focus on Him who is said, At that time, my people will be delivered. Everyone, you are delivering me, Lord. You are caring for your child. Everyone is going to be delivered. And talk it and speak it with assurance. Don't go into orbit about the terrible time of trouble that's going to happen, you know, and the pestilence that's going to happen and the seven last plagues. You do it, you become a plague. That's right. A plague to ourselves and a plague to others. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Have you been blessed tonight by these experiences? All right, will you do something? Would you like, I'm going to ask those that are recording this, to turn off the recorder for a moment. And I'm going to ask that each one of you look up another one, just one other person. <laughs> Not your wife now. <laughs> someone else. A few steps. Take a few steps. Pastor Jones is coming down to find somebody. I'll find someone, Brother Newhart. And for a few minutes, just share what you're getting from this. Will you do it? And then we'll be back in about five minutes together. And you may want to, after through sharing with each other, a thought or two, you may want to just offer a little prayer and thank the Lord for Jesus Christ